everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast starring Sunny and Pam at the Joy of Junk Journals. We are just hanging out together here. Sunny is my little Maltese white dog, and he is chewing on his little favorite stuffed animal. And uh, we are just back from a little journey. We went um, on a little, uh, not, not a very long trip, but we went on a little vacation, a mini family vacation, and it was an experiment because Sunny came. <laughs> so let's just say everything revolved around Sunny. <laughs> you know how it is. So uh, yeah, I did take some stuff with me. Um, I uh, decided to take some um, drawing and painting and pastel supplies with me because uh, they're easier to travel with than the whole uh, junk journal entourage of uh, uh, paper crafting. So I thought that would be easy because I had enough to handle with Sunny Pie, let me tell you. <laughs> and just getting us all ready and in the car and packed to go was, uh, you know, quite the act. So um, I was able to uh, jump in and do a little bit of uh uh, paint to paper and pencil to paper and pastel to paper. Uh, no glorious creations, but certainly a lot of fun to be had. And uh, I think I got a little uh, paint on the hotel bed sheets. Oh, well, <laughs> it's watercolor. It should wash out, right? Right? <laughs> I hope so. Um, but uh, yeah, here we are back home and all, all organized and everything and getting back on the road again here. And um uh, so I thought I'd go through some questions with you guys that you've been uh, posting on uh, my YouTube channel, The Paper Outpost, and uh, let's just jump in and see what you guys are asking about. Okay, first one is from Betty, and she asks, what is meant by adding your own signature? Well, Betty, adding your own signature means a collection, uh, kind of like a little mini booklet in a book. If you've ever noticed how traditional books are made, they seem to be um, several little booklets assembled together to make one large book, and one of those little booklets is called a signature. It's a set of pages that are folded and uh, connected somehow in the center, in their spine, to the base and um, or the, the book cover. And uh, so that is a signature. It's a funny word for what it is, uh, but that's what it is. It's a, it's a book binding term used through the ages, and um, that's what we call it, that little booklet inside of books. Uh, now, Diego says, um, can the homemade paper be folded? Uh, you can fold it. It, it will break. <laughs> That's, um, uh, it doesn't, it's not really flexible like a regular piece of paper. At least mine is not. My, it t- tends to be a little bit more stiff. And then if you do fold it, it will break on the fold. So it would be difficult to use as um, actual leaves of pages in a junk journal. Journal. It's probably better to be used as a mixed media where you can use little be- uh, bits and pieces of it or you back it onto something that will give it a little stiffness. It's, let's say you're making a bookmark or something like that. Or you mount a piece of it onto your cover but it doesn't uh, cross over a fold like anywhere on the spine. Would If it's going to fold, it's probably going to break there. So I would say that would be a no, at least the way I make it. Um, I have heard of some people adding starch, and they say that this makes it easier for, uh, like laundry starch, not cornstarch, uh, makes it easier for your paper to be written on. I haven't tried that yet, but I will try that next time I, I do it, because I've never done it, and I don't know what uh, character it will add to the paper, but I will give it a go. I don't know if it makes any difference with the folding or not. It might, it might not. I don't know. We'll give it a go. Um, okay. Can the homemade paper be holed up to be inserted and say, well, it will tear along the seam? Yes. Um, Pam, when using your crop dial, do you look at the top of the crop where it says one eighth to make the hole? 
thanks. No, I actually um, look at uh, actually where the little paper puncher comes down. So I'm looking at the side of the device. So I'm uh, bent over looking sideways <laughs> or I, uh, I raise my table up so I could look straight eye level. But yeah, if you look straight down, you can't see where you're punching. So uh, you really need to look at the side to see that that little um, puncher goes right over the dot that you made. Um, hope that helps. Pam, where did you get those word stamps? Um, I like to use a lot of word stamps. And word stamps, um, strangely enough, are um, if you're like looking for specific words, it can be kind of tricky. Um, I've started from anywhere on... I, use, I usually go to eBay first and I look up used stamps. Because um, I find mostly it's pretty hard to ruin a stamp unless it's a very dry old woody rubber stamp or it's a silicone stamp that has somehow melted together with other silicone stamps stamps because they've been stored together. But other than that, most stamps, they pretty much hold up over time. Uh, Unlike paper punches, which can really work out, uh, uh, which can really um, wear out or get dull over time, um, or the little mechanism doesn't work quite right, I would kind of avoid you buying those um, uh, used. But rubber stamps, I buy those used all the time. Uh, So sometimes I'm looking for a specific word. For example, um, I was looking for the word journal, and it was very hard to find the word journal. Um, you know, and I Googled it on um, eBay and Etsy and all of this, and, and it was just really hard to find a stamp that just said journal. Yes, I know I can make the word journal by spelling it out with those individual alphabet stamps, but that's a pain after a while if you want to make a bunch of them. Um, so what I ended up doing for a little while was I just used my computer and some pretty font and I wrote the word journal, you know, 10 times and then I copied and pasted and copied and pasted until I filled up the whole page of the word with the word journal. That way I could just tear off the word journal when I needed it. Um, but um, uh, eventually I thought it would really be nice because sometimes you just want to use a rubber stamp. You know what I mean? You just want to reach over there and stamp that puppy. And um, no pun intended snuffers. He went to the uh, he went to the groomer today, so he's got his new little haircut, and he's he's looking completely different. I can't wait to show him to you on the on the video. He's just all slick and groomed and and just all sassy pants. Okay. Um, uh, so yes, so I uh, I couldn't find just the word journal, but I found the words rubber journal, and I think rubber journal is a brand name or a. Um, uh, a style of a journal or something it, it's something but anyway there was a rubber stamp that said rubber journal so when I bought it I cut off the word rubber and I'm just using the word journal um, and just occasionally you know I'll just use that stamp somewhere in a journal or here or there or something you know it's kind of fun and um, so um, you kind of have to get creative with these things. Um, sometimes you just want the word leaf or nature or believe or dream or create. And sometimes you get lucky and you find um, some stamps that actually say those things. Uh, they are kind of few and far between. I don't know why. There's a lot of sentiment stamps out there where you can find happy birthday, happy Mother's Day, you know, uh, wishing you well, just a quick note, stuff like that. Uh, but sometimes when you're doing nature journals or botanical journals, journals or, you know, Victorian journals. It just doesn't quite fit the theme. And uh, you're looking for those words that really 
really take you on a journey and um, sometimes you can get lucky and find them so I, I suggest just diving deep and, and looking around eBay is a great place to start look at uh, used uh, rubber stamps or used if, if, if you do use stamps you're going to get postage stamps so uh, I, I toss the word in rubber you could use silicone stamps if you want um, I, ha- I haven't really uh, checked thoroughly for those but I, I usually just uh, look for rubber stamps because that gives me the old-fashioned stamps which I'm used to using and I, I like them um, okay pan- oh, okay that we answered that one um, how does time fly by so quickly I agree it flies by quickly I cannot argue with that one uh, said, asked uh, Betty and um, <laughs> uh, let's see the next one let's see uh, can you this is Linda she asks Hi, Holly. That's the African Grey right on cue for the podcast. Hi there, Holly. How you doing? Are you saying hi to the lovies? Love two lovebirds are right beside him in another little caged area. Yeah, everybody's good over there. And Sonny is good playing with this little gator, his stuffed gator. Yeah, no real gators here, just fake gators. Okay. Uh, can you tell us the title of the book you got your cover page from? Oof. Uh, I think you mentioned it was a vintage recipe book of bed and... Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. A vintage recipe book from bed and breakfast inns. So there... I, it was... I, I don't know the name of it, honestly. I, I tend to remove covers very quickly, and they get used for other things, and they're gone. And um, let's see. But I can tell you it was a, a book of little inns and bed and breakfasts or beds and breakfasts that are around uh, the United States and in there each one of them donated a favorite recipe so it was a book of that and it was just so cool and and, and every once in a while you could just come across an unusual book that really grabs you it just meaning it's just meaningful or something like that I love bed and breakfast and often they're in Victorian homes so I I'm in my glory so that's just like ah you know ah look at all the antiques look at all the pretties just love the pretties okay that's me um (laughs) okay so somebody asked me Love the closure, too. It suits the book. How did you attach the feathers? I've got to look to see what the attachment was. I think the feathers were on this little um, leather rope, and they came that way. So there, I, there was no attachment by me. It came that way, and it was probably something else in another life, like maybe part of a dream catcher or something like that. Um, not, not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure those feathers were attached. Okay. Uh, Sheila is saying, this is wonderful. My daughter and I are sitting here and just all what you're using. It seems so freeing. I haven't heard Holly. Is he okay? Yes. Yes, he is just fine. And as you can hear, he is a-okay. He just squeaked over there a minute ago. And he's been spending a lot of time upstairs with Papa while Papa does his work because he can uh, wander around free in Papa's office. And he loves that. He's started this little uh, thing in the morning where... uh, He's like, hello, hello, uh, can I come out, come out, come out, come out? <laughs> he starts asking, can I come out, come out, come out? So uh, he gives he gives uh, Papa the uh, the old guilty look. And he does, he does not stop asking until he gets let out. So we, we got to do it. It's, it's mandatory around here. So early in the morning, Holly gets his uh, breakfast and his water changed. And he has a little snack. And uh, then Papa will take him upstairs into his office. And he'll spend usually about maybe half the day, three quarters of the day up there with Papa. And then Papa will bring him back down. And, oh, Papa also takes him into the shower. He loves to have a good shower. So there you go. He has quite the life. Um, 
Where did you get your furniture? Asked humble thrift crafter. Um, oh, a lot of the little tiny drawer furniture that people have seen in my videos is from there from Hobby Lobby. Um, it was probably a year or two ago I bought those. Um, they may or may not still have them. They usually carry things for a long time. But um, I think they're called apothecary drawers or printer drawers. Um, but they're very small drawers and you can put a lot of little things in them, uh, which works pro perfectly for us, uh, the junk journalers that we are. Where did you find those music tear-offs? Huh. Yeah. Music tear-offs. I'm trying to figure out what they were talking about in what video. Okay, it was a portfolio video, music tear-offs, music tear-offs. I don't even see it in the picture. Um, it was either from a music sheet or I stamped something with some kind of music something or other. That's my best answer. How was that for a half answer? Sorry about that, Rhonda. I could have come up with a better answer for that. Crafty Grandma 56 asks, uh, finally caught up with your last one. Oh, okay. Um, Great idea for using up old cards. And then how would you use it? Just add to a pocket in a journal? Um, you know, yes, you, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can just, uh, she's talking about the portfolio made with two greeting cards. Uh, so it turns out to be a trifold, almost looks like a brochure or a, a little portfolio. Um, you can pretty much paper clip or tuck into a pocket most of the things that I make so if you have a pocket or a tuck in your journal or a belly band you can slip things that have a little bit of thickness to them into those or you can paper clip them um, and you can get those if you have something really chunky you can use one of those jumbo paper clips uh, but there's a lot of ways to attach things that can be easily removed into your journals which uh, makes it kind of fun to load those puppies up make them uh, glorious lookbooks lots of uh, crunchy paper to be explored Barbara Noble said, have you ever done a needle book? Yes, yes, I have done a needle book and it uh, was um, uh, very early on when I was learning how to sew. So it was really, really bad. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, it, it was, I was just trying to figure out how to create the thing. But I think I would like to give that a go again, Barbara, because um, it, would, uh, be, it would be a useful thing to have and it would be a fun thing to create. And I think I'm a little bit better now at um, the sewing part of it. And there's just a million and one ways you could make one of those. And my needles, actually, they just live in a bowl. <laughs> I don't really have a good way of keeping them um, so yeah a needle book would actually come in really handy especially with these um, these darning yard ne yarn needles that really don't have a pokey um, and they can't stick into a tomato or one of those little needle cushions um, so they really have to live somewhere where they can rest and maybe a nice little needle book might be a good place to put that so thanks for the idea Barbara I'll put that on the idea list okay Okay, Barbara asks, uh, this is a different Barbara, asks if she can have Staples print these up for me if I order some for, of your digi kits. And uh, I have never done this personally, but I have heard from others that stores like um, Staples, Office Depot, Kinko's, FedEx, those kinds of stores, um, if you call them and say, I have some JPEGs, usually I, I would imagine people use, uh, they have the files on their phone. And then, or on a memory stick. And you have to actually call the store and ask them, 
can you print them out for me and what do I need to do in order to, so that you can print them out for me if I don't have a printer. So if you're a person who does not have a printer, you don't have to go buy a printer uh, to print out DigiKits. You can actually have these stores do it for you. But I, I would recommend calling the individual store and find out what their requirements are. I have vaguely heard through the grapevine that some stores prefer JPEGs over PDFs. Mine are JPEGs, so, um, but I haven't had anybody seem to have a problem getting them printed out that way. So people have, have said they've, they've definitely successfully done that. So I would call the specific store and say, hey, can you help me? I, I bought some uh, digital printables online and I need them printed out. How, well, how do we do this? And they will walk you right through it. I think they do this all the time for people. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, and, um, let's see. Oh, you're goofy and talented. What a lovey combo, huh? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that I'm going to put that on my epitaph one day. Go goofy and talented. <laughs> or so they said. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Okay. Janet said, you're right. This is fun. Maybe a poem by you or someone else, but not there was a young girl from. How about sunshine prints across the page? Oh, that would be so cute. And actually, this would be an opportune time to do it because he just got a haircut. So all his like... Uh, furry paw fur is gone and it would be really easy to get some puppy prints. Oh, I should try that. That's a great idea. I'm writing that down. Okay, puppy paw prints. <laughs> oh, puppy paw prints. You guys are crazy taking me in wild ideas here. We're going to have to have you stand in the cement out in the backyard, Sunny, and put some little paw prints down. Um, okay. Ah, uh, let's see. Um, oh, this some, somebody uh, said to me once, um, uh, or Mina said, hey, I just uh, like to say that you have a, a perfect radio voice. I'm sure you've heard this before. That's really funny because I once did try out for a, um, um, a voiceover for a PA system in a hospital. They were like, and now, you know, I don't know what they were, wanted me to say, but um, they didn't hire me. <laughs> they hired somebody else. So there you go. Um, that's reality. Um, okay. Um, it's been a number of years. Fire Chick 561 said it's been a number of years since using my sewing machine. I'm wondering if dropping your feed dogs might help. Now she's assuming I know how to drop my feed dogs. I've never dropped my feed dogs. And how do I get them back up once I drop them? It's possible the feed dogs and the motor are fighting each other. Hmm. This, this, this woman seemed, or person seems definitely in the know with the sewing thing. It might help to try it. Set in embroidery mode using a darning foot. Of course, you'd have to clamp the pages more since the standard foot would be off. Oh, you lost me there with the whole end of it. Set it in embroidery mode? What's that? Where's that? I I'm going to have to go YouTube that. So let me go figure that out and figure out how I can drop my feed dogs. Um, yeah, maybe maybe there's something about that dropping of the feed dogs that allows you to squash through fatter things. I think that's what she was probably noticing was I was getting jammed. 
uh, while I was sewing. <laughs> uh, all day, every day here at the Paper Outpost. I'm not gonna let that stop me. No way, no way. Um, could you possibly tell me what the purple pen is that you're using in the video? Yeah. Oh. Probably, you know, because I'm, I'm not watching the video right now. I'm looking at the video. It was, um, I think it was the number two of the How to Journal in a Junk Journal beginner tutorial, the series I just started. I'm just coming up on uh, number three is going to come out this Friday. But um, I'm guessing it was a Jelly Roll Sakura, S-A-K-U-R-A. And I don't know whether it was a glitter or a metallic or what, because I, just, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure it was a jelly roll uh, type pen. Yeah. Okay. Where in the world do you find these old letters? How fantastic are they? Okay. Um, so I kind of give my standard answer to this of where I find stuff because I, I look for stuff everywhere and there's no bad place to look. Um, it depends what you have available around you and what country you live in. Um, the basic place to start is family and friends uh, and, and your own place. Start ferreting through your own stuff and seeing what you're actually willing to, to give up and, and dispense to the universe in the form of junk journals and then beg friends and family for the same thing because you'd be surprised how many things things people will let go of. Now, friends and family might not want to get rid of letters and like handwritten letters and things like that so much, but um, um, if then you can venture out to um, garage sales and estate sales. That would be the next um, ring around you uh, to go out for. Um, you can probably get some pretty good deals there if you hit some estate sales. Sometimes they have piles of paper, um, vintage ephemera, magazines, old letters, old receipts, things like like that in a box and you can make a deal on the whole box that's usually a good way to do it and then um from there you can go to the flea markets and the thrift stores and the antique shops and the consignment shops um and remember everybody you can make a deal with anybody who's there as well too because nothing's written in stone in any of these places um you know some of the thrift shops it's just like the price it is but i mean consignment stores you can usually ask if a person will take a little bit less for it through flea market you know Bob's your uncle. You can make deals all day long there. Um, I find that you get better deals the more you buy. And so if you put stuff in a pile, I, I, I kind of go in with the ignore the price on it and kind of know what you're willing to pay for it. And um, I ask them uh, what is the best. The, I ask them, you know, how much something is. But I ask them what what is their best price? What is like the price they're really willing to let it go for? And if I'm willing to go there, I will go there with them on that price. But sometimes if I'm not willing to go there, because sometimes their best price is just out of my, out of my, my realm, um, I'll say, listen, I'm, this is, I can give you X for it, but that's as high as I can go. And they either take it or leave it. And if they don't take it, that's okay, because there's always more paper around the corner. Um, the next place to go after that would be, um, you can actually um, find dealers of specific um, types of papers like uh, handwritten letters and receipts and checks and ledgers and, and that type of thing. Um, uh, paper pushers, I call them. <laughs> but they're out there and you can find them. You can Google them and you can also find them on eBay or on Etsy. Um, a lot of people save paper ephemera and there's a market for it out there. And uh, we junk journalers eat that stuff up like it's going out of style. So happy shopping. <laughs> You'll find some stuff. Just take a look. Um, what else? Uh, where do you find all the time to do all this? 
Um, there's that funny little time. It's called From Morning Till Night, and it pretty much all happens during that time. <laughs> um, you just it's uh, you just get down to a rhythm after a while, and the more you do it, the easier it gets because you start to find uh, more efficient ways to do things. So um, that's pretty much how I do it. I'm a one-person operation. There's nobody else here that's, you know, doing the side work or the side labor or dyeing my papers or anything like that. Nope, nope. It's a one-woman show here. And, uh, well, there is a puppy involved as well. And, um, uh, yeah, so uh, you just do it. And uh, I think... Uh, you know, making a lot of journals, you're going to make every mistake known to mankind. And then you start to figure out how to get around the mistakes you made and how to make it easier the next time. And it gets easier and easier and easier and easier. And every time you make a journal, um, things just come together more quickly and more easily. So it doesn't take me nearly as long to make a journal now as compared to when I started. It took me a long, long, long time in the beginning. Um, so uh, more assembly line, I would say, and also um, understanding how to pull out what I need when I need it um, so that it's at the ready but not in my way. It, that's kind of a, a balancing act, and um, it usually starts off very controlled when I'm making a journal, and then everything just kind of mushrooms out of control, and everything is everywhere by the time I'm done the journal, and then I have to go through a cleanup phase. Um, you know, if I could like not have to do one thing, it would be the cleanup part <laughs> um, because then I could really get a lot more done because you, you have to. It's almost like you have to clean up or else you cannot find anything because you just don't know where it is. And um, so, uh, yeah, so I hope that gives you some ideas of, you know, what life is like in this little world over here. And, uh, you know, I'm just some woman cutting and gluing paper, um, just like many of you are just some folks out there cutting and gluing paper. But uh, I'm really uh, thrilled to pieces that you're finding uh, joy in the papers. And uh, there is a lot of fun in those crinkly, crunchy little papers. And it's such a it's such a relaxing, benign I don't know. It's an innocent craft, and uh, there's I don't know, just something. I don't know. It's strange, but there's something wholesome and goodness. There's this wholesome goodnessness about it, <laughs> if there's such a word. But uh, I uh, I'm thrilled you're all coming along for the ride, and you're all doing your own thing. I mean, you're creating and and doing fascinating things out there, and it's great to see what you're doing. Uh, sometimes you'll give me a little sneak peek on um, the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that, come on over and join it. Check out my newsletter. It's a free monthly emailed newsletter letter and you get a free digital image plus a few other things every month and um uh what else oh uh, you know about the podcast my videos come out mondays wednesdays fridays and saturdays um 7 a.m eastern time and um i have an amazon store where i list all my favorite tools and supplies if you're looking for a place to at least get the name of a product or what something looks like or what it costs or maybe you want to see some similar products there's some some launching pads for you there to start with and what else um my etsy shop i have vintage digital um digi kits and these are great if you um uh, let's say you, you have a certain idea that you want to work with butterflies or birds or flowers or uh, Victorian themes or things like that. I've made these collections. They're all about five pages long and um, lots of images and uh, they're usually pretty easy to cut out. And um, 
Um, sometimes if they're hard to find on your own or the originals are too expensive, which they can get really pricey, um, or you just don't have room to store all that stuff, digital is definitely the way to go because it can just save you so much time and space and energy. But you certainly don't have to use those. You can have just as much fun doing junk journals without ever buying a digital image. And I'm totally all for that too. Um, so, um, yeah, there's lots of stuff that we can use that's around us every day. So go out there and have some fun, and I will be talking to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.